you're listening to the podcast right after a few hours after the one that I did before. So this is the same day as the other one, as the Nicholas Jar one. I've listened to half the album on my way doing errands now and um yeah one thing came to mind and that i forgot to mention is the sound design that he uses like the spatial sound design that he uses for the ping pong balls that you hear like that sort of like a very hollow uh sort of tiny kick you know that's sort of like a ping pong you know with high with a with a high octave but anyway that's digressing a little bit. And yeah, that's a very interesting memorable. If you listen to the album, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. And yeah, it's a it's a great record. Yeah. I noticed I noticed that the grooves come really earlier than I remember. Uh there are a lot of like good moments and, and very good drops right at the beginning. So it's a it's 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 an excellent album. Um, okay, so I already generated a number here. It's 205, the number I believe. Let me confirm. 220, okay. 220, let's see what we have. Uh, uh, 220, okay, interesting, because I, <laughs> I thought about that album very recently. I don't know, maybe I think about all those albums very, uh, I don't know, I glance at battles recently at the list and I said oh I should listen to that album again because if I if I get to talk about it <laughs> you know I probably should start listening and yeah I probably should start trying that uh just pausing listening to a track and yeah maybe maybe I try that now um like a, a, a very basic background from the band from what I know, at least by memory, so it's a trio. Uh, I'm, I don't remember; they definitely American, but I don't remember the city specifically. Uh, they are sort of, in terms of genre, they would be between definitely something of a of a. I, w- I wouldn't say they are punk rock, no, but they have a punk energy to them. Um, I, I, will, I will probably categorize them as probably art rock. I, I'm not quite sure. Electronic, maybe, although not entirely. They are not entirely electronic. They are very, very hard band to characterize in terms of genre. Let me see if Google gives me any uh, sort of idea. Band. So experimental, right? Experimental rock. It's and actually a duo, not a trio, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I knew there are a few band members than usual, but yeah. So experimental rock, that's how at least Wikipedia is uh, describing them, and Wikipedia tends to be quite accurate with the genres. So, okay, I believe that in experimental. So it's pretty much means that they don't fit anywhere specifically, right? Uh, they are very guitar based, very drum based, and synthesizer sort of. Um, you can think of a very, very, very uh, high octane. Is there is there an expression high octane? Like they have a lot of torque to them. You know, think of think of a 
yeah powerful and or dynamic yes very powerful very powerful version of probably white stripes because you know it rings it rings a bell because of the guitar and the drums as being like the the main like official instruments through it you know guitar does a lot to music but i'm sure they had synthesizers as well and that sort of thing you know uh white stripes in that case but you can trace that comparison because of the duo element um but, but in, sound wise i believe they would be much much closer to a crowd rock uh approach to things so you can you can put maybe uh alternative rock and crowd rock to the same the same um um you know, bag, and then you shake that, and you have battles, and you have their first record, which is called uh, Mirrors, uh, released in 2007, to like high praise, I believe, very right high praise, I, uh, specifically from the Pitchfork crowd. I don't remember exactly how I came to know about them. Uh, yeah, so you can you can trace influences from like experimental rock from the 80s and dance electronic music uh, from the early 2000s with you know you have the yeah so they're described as alternative indie which is a very generic sort of um, label but you get a sense of you know you got a sense of the genre space uh, math rock as well a lot yes math rock for sure uh, math rock is also a big component of this particular album. Yeah, well, maybe it's the sure. Maybe it's the main the main genre there for battles is math rock. The radar music just gave me a, a better definition here. So, but you also have experimental rock, now psychedelia, electronic, math pop, and indietronica. So, yeah, those those sum up pretty well what the band. Uh, what was the sound of the band? Okay. Um, okay. Let me let me let me do the exercise in listening to it and seeing if if I can get some more um, air out of this. Let's try. So you can listen to the album. You can listen to the track and then listen to this commentary of mine. You know. I'm listening to the first track now. So you can see the, you, you can notice on that track the how the drums and the guitar behave between themselves and the elements of math rock really prominent on that track as well with the speed of the track and with the speed of the guitar. The ways the 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 ways that the the I don't need to edit this for sure, right? Seriously, okay. So I've listened to a couple of tracks. This mean time here and this split second that you that you that I paused and then I started talking again because it's the magic of editing. So I listened to two tracks from the album in question here, and Okay, the the main takeaways from those ones that I think they do describe their sounds to to a very big extent. They are the 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 strongest tracks on the entire record. 
um, you, I, w I would suggest that you pay attention to the personality of the drama and how precise and, and, and energetic he is. I would also suggest that you pay attention to the way that the voice is utilized and how the they they you know they make the 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 lyrics like repetitive like in a deaf daft punk quality to them you know very repetitive very like the same thing the same thing the same thing um but the the way that the harmonies are used and it's 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 very interesting that's their kind of indie plop inflections indie tronica inflections come from that sort of thing and also in the way that they use their transitions as well the way they how they transition from one thing to the other uh they do that very quickly they they keep things interesting like for their long tracks right they are close to six six minutes uh both of them i believe so they do accomplish a lot in those those time 450 and seven minutes the second one so yeah the second one definitely uh has a lot of room to cover right has a lot of room to cover things um so that's pretty much pretty much it there's there's style of sound is very easy to describe in 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 a way when you when you listen to it right it's map a lot of math rock I, I i didn't realize that it actually had a lot of like good good genres to it i wasn't um i, I was having trouble <laughs> identifying the genre at the beginning on the top of my head but I did, I did a bit of research, and I think that's good. I think that's very good. It's a short episode, though, I think, this one. Uh, shall we do another one? And, you know, do a double. I don't know. If if I run out of things to say, let's let's try another one. Let me, let me, let me get another, another album. Let's, let's do a double. Fuck it. If this happens to be a Brazilian record, I will speak a portion of this podcast in Portuguese, if you don't mind. Just, I don't know why. <laughs> why would I do that? Hmm. Let's see. Let's see if that's the case. Because it will be easier for me to describe the album, I think, in Portuguese. But anyway, that's probably... Uh, I generated a number already, so it's 110. <laughs> exactly half of the other number. How interesting, right? Very interesting. Um, very interesting in that fact. 110. Oh, it's a Brazilian album. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and there are not there are not too many Brazilian albums here. Uh, and it's one that's cool, bro. That's cool. Very cool. All right. That actually happened. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably do that. I hope you don't mind, but I will describe because it it they he sings in English as well. He has a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things to say about this album. Because I had a Rodrigo Amarante uh, Renaissance recently, and it was the very first time that I actually liked this album. Uh, I never I always hated this record. So a little bit of context. Uh, Rodrigo Marante is from a very famous band in Brazil and they are kind of the most famous and most influential band in terms of indie rock, alternative rock from the uh, from 2000, 
three to 2010, kind of. I think maybe to this day, bands have a bit of, of, of them still, but I'm, I no, I think they fully transitioned to a kind of renaissance of samba and renaissance of uh, popular music from the 60s. Uh, early 2000s will not be revisited like very, very, very soon. Um, but we have here the first EFA from uh, the first solo record from Rodrigo Amarante, uh, Rodrigo Amarante. It's the proper pronunciation in Portuguese. Let me drink water. Okay, a little bit of a water there, water time, right? It's it's a classic. If you know, you know. Um, so we have here a solo record, yes. So what 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 kind of characterizes Rodrigo Marotti as a composer? Uh, I would probably say that he drinks a lot from also singer songwriter stuff from the 60s and 70s, but not in an entire way. In a weird way, I think that he is... Oops, kick the mic. Uh, I... I, I he, he, he's not exactly 60s and 70s like Dylan is, or he, he, it's not very directly, directly, directly influenced by those guys, but he has that sort of bones of singer-songwriter from the 60s, you know? But his music is rich enough that he doesn't get that entirely or doesn't get anywhere entirely. I think it's pretty much the, the case with uh, Battles as well. Uh, it's kind of alternative and, and uh, alternative singer-songwriter. Let me try to look for... Let me do the same thing again. And try look for for clues about his genres. So on on this album, like he played all the instruments, he did every single thing, he did all of the wiring of everything. He uh, describes that as well. Uh, so I'll probably say yeah, alternative indie, alternative indie, which is which is kind of like you know what. Los Hermanos did as well. So Los Hermanos have like probably three very important records for me. Very, very big fan of them. Um, love their catalog. Um, I'll, I'll forever, I'll forever love their catalog. Right? Los Hermanos. Put my phone to sleep. It's still recording. No? Still recording. Um, Los Hermanos have a very, very, very deep catalog, catalog, you know, their catalog burns really deeply within my soul because it's part of my, basically the part of all of my adolescence with my two greatest friends from there. Uh, I mean, all of my friends are the greatest, you know, because of the fact that they are my friends. But those two, I mean, we kind of define each other's uh, adolescence, in a way, right? We we did a lot of stuff together. It was like very, very much every week, and multiple times during the week as well. We saw each other, and we play cards, and we, you know, we did theater together. Uh, we chased some ladies, you know, we went clubbing, which I'm going today, by the way. 
hell yeah, I'm going to see a very good friend of mine playing. She's a DJ. Uh, so it's 11 p.m. now. I'm still up because, you know, obviously that uh, purchased a ticket for that. Anyway, uh, they play raw techno, that sort of thing. Um, um, very hypnotic uh, techno, we'll probably say a, a little bit of dubstep as well. And, and Ben does sort of a lot of stuff. I have a podcast with Ben. We talk about that extensively. So you can have a listen to that as well. Um, and we have here on this album a very, very sort of stripped back uh, in, ter in terms of the elements and in terms of the complexity of the composition. So they tend to be very, very lullaby sort of approach to things. Um, he does rock occasionally in in uh, Mana especially. It's quite energetic. He has a similar energy that some songs from him uh, they had on the Los Hermanos last album, which has a lot of very, very, very high energy uh, um, songs from both composers. Because Los Hermanos is like two... It's a Paul McCartney situation. So each one has a track that they work on, and they work uh, they, on those albums. They worked like um, uh, Camelo and Amarante. They each one had their songs, you know. So it's uh, they played on each other's songs, of course. But um, yeah, the the owners of the composition. So it started. He started on the band with like two songs on the first album, and then the second one he has probably. <laughs> Kick the mic again. Uh, six or something like that. It's a 15 track album and 14 track album. And uh, Ventura, he has probably eight from the 15. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that makes it. No, he's, he probably has six. It's He has a lot. I think he has a half of the album. Um, whatever it's the 15 track album so one five right so yeah and it's a very stripped back so he's um he's like the detail that he puts into his poetry which is very fully fleshed out and los hermanos in here is more repetitive in here it's more uh trance like in some tracks you know very very hushed very, very Nick Drake-like also. Uh, we spoke about Nick Drake here, not about Pink Moon yet, but we spoke about Brighter Lighter. I've listened to that, that episode, which is a very rare thing that I do. I've listened to that episode uh, recently. I cry in that episode, you know. Uh, luckily, that didn't, became, uh, didn't become a, a uh, segment, you know, on the, on the podcast. So, and it, it, it's a very, very characteristic from like the international lifestyle that, that the Amarante lived after uh, he left Los Hermanos. So he sings in French, he sings in English, he sings in Spanish, and he sings in Portuguese on this album. Uh, Spanish might, might not, although very likely that he would. Um, he lives in Los Angeles ever since... 2011, I think. So he didn't release anything right after Los Hermanos Ben. Uh, he he went and 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 went play for Orchestra Imperial. Yes. So he stayed at a band for two years, and then he moved to Los Angeles to work with the vendor Ben Hart. Uh, 
which is the famous like freak folk um, folk singer songwriter from the from the early 2000s. Um, he had a quite noticeable catalog uh, up to the point. He was like a, someone that probably Amaranth looked up to, you know. And they started working together. A lot of like very, very, so you, you, you can touch their styles there as well, right? And he also did Little Joy at that time because he moved to New York to do Little Joy with the uh, Fabrizio. Uh, Fab is the drummer of the Strokes and he's also Brazilian. So they, and he got, he had a girlfriend and they formed the band for one summer. They started with one song and then they built up like a, a catalog of 10 songs with, with that project. Also an album that I have in here, very important, very, very, very lovely record, uh, Little Joy. Probably do the Portuguese part now, a few minutes, no. Um, para minha mãe, né, para o meu pai, talvez ouvirem falar para eles que eu falo em português numa uma, uma, uma parte e... É isso, tô, tô, enfim, tô mandar um, mandar um beijo pra eles, acho, não sei. E pro meu irmão também, né? Acho que são o Juliano e o Roger. É, são essas pessoas que eu vou querer mandar. É, espero que escutem. Eu tenho que lembrar que eu faço isso nesse, nesse episódio. Eu acho que eu vou lembrar. Porque foi um momento. Uh, bastante, <risos> foi um momento bastante surpreendente ali, né? Eu ter falado. Porque mãe e pai, né? O que aconteceu foi. Eu falei assim, assim eu, eu, eu fiz um disco, né? Falei de um álbum, aí falei e, 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 e falei bastante em nove minutos, assim. Eu falei, então, beleza, deixa eu fazer um outro, né? Deixa eu fazer um outro disco. E eu falei, se, eu for, se, eu, se sair um disco brasileiro, eu falo um pouquinho em português. Aí descrevi o álbum em inglês e tô falando em português agora. Tô falando do Amarante, né? Bom, vocês sabem, né? É o Rodrigo Amarante aí, é o... É o Uh, guitarrista dos irmãos, né? E falei dos meninos também, como a gente uh, curtia junto, a gente fez teatro junto, tal. Espero que vocês tenham uh, entendido um pouco aí. Uh, é isso. É, vou vou terminar por aqui com esses dois minutinhos aí, tá? Uh, beijo, beijo a todos do Brasil. Beijo.